This is a podcast from the Business Times. Swiss private bank Julius Baer recently ousted its chief executive because of heavy losses in the private debt extended to a real estate group. It made loans to the Cigna Group, which became insolvent as higher interest rates caused a cash crunch. Because of this, the bank said it will be exiting the private debt business. Yet over the past year, private debt was widely hailed as good for your portfolio. Is it really, though? Some market participants believe Julius Baer's experience will not dent the growth of private debt. I do think, though, that the experience reflects some of the major risks that could surface and eat your lunch. But that's what I want to examine a little more closely today. This is Wealth with BT. I'm your host, Genevieve Kwa, Wealth Editor of the Business Times. Let's start with the basics. What is private credit? Private credit or debt is a type of alternative investment. Along with other types of private assets, it's not publicly traded. Many private banks and mainstream fund management companies recommend an allocation into alternative assets because they help to diversify a portfolio. The correlation of private market assets with publicly traded stocks and bonds is low. A survey by the Investment Management Association of Singapore found that a third of fund firms expect private debt to rise in popularity this year. This is even though private debt cannot be accessed by retail investors. Now, how did private credit come about? This form of non-bank lending has existed for a long time, but it came into its own after the 2008 financial crisis when banks began to pull back from lending to smaller and mid-sized companies because of stricter rules on capital and risk. Since then, banks' reluctance to lend to private companies has grown, especially after last year, when the U.S. saw a regional banking crisis amid rising interest rates. Here's an indication of how the landscape has changed. In 1994, according to a report, U.S. banks and securities firms were responsible for over 70% of corporate loan issuance on the primary market. By 2020, that share had plunged to just 10%. So are we in the golden age for private credit? It might appear so. 2023 was widely seen as a golden year for private credit. Some have called it the start of a golden age. A survey by Pricken found that not only are investors keen to invest more in private credit, they also expect returns to improve. This isn't the case for all other slices of private markets, like private equity and venture capital. Returns have been strong so far. Historically, the internal rate of return for private debt was 9.11% per annum between 2016 and 2022. For the period 2022 to 2028, Preken expects the return rate to nudge upwards to 9.8% a year. If you drill down into direct lending alone, the average yield based on a direct lending index has been in double digits from 2010 to June 2023 compared to around 7% a year for U.S. high-yield bonds. 
Fundraising was a bit of a challenge last year, but that's after two straight years of strong growth in 2021 and 2022. For 2023, Prekin estimates that assets under management in private debt grew to roughly 1.5 trillion US dollars as at the third quarter. The outlook for growth is strong because companies need financing and bank capital remains constrained. Prekin expects the AUM in private debt to nearly double to $2.8 trillion by 2028. In 2007, the AUM was just $280 billion. Inflows are expected to come from institutions and private wealth. BlackRock's forecast is even more aggressive at $3.5 trillion by 2028. Investors are hot on private debt. But remember what happened with Julius Baer? There must be a catch. How risky is the private debt market and should you invest in it? That's after the break. Market Focus Daily, a roundup of market movements and the news that drove the trading day here and in the region. Every trading day at 6 p.m. directly from the Business Times newsroom. Listen at businesstimes.sg slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to Wealth BT from the Business Times. Welcome back to Wealth with BT. How risky is private debt? By far, the single biggest risk that makes investors nervous is, of course, the credit risk. You're lending funds to small and medium-sized enterprises, which are unable to secure a bank loan. The U.S. Federal Reserve is widely expected to begin to reduce interest rates, which will be a relief to borrowers. But there is still some uncertainty on when exactly they will cut rates. For now, companies still face a high cost of funding. Their cash flow may be under pressure, especially if economies weaken. Default rates for private debt are expected to rise to around 5%. S&P Global believes financing conditions would remain restrictive for a while. It says even moderate stress could impact the credit quality of borrowers. Take, for example, the interest coverage ratio. This ratio indicates the extent to which a company can pay interest on its outstanding debt. The ratio has been declining. This suggests that if tight credit conditions continue, companies' credit quality could deteriorate sharply. There are also differences in the outlook, depending on the vintages that a fund has invested in. If the debt was negotiated pre-pandemic at lower rates, that debt will come due for refinancing at a much higher cost. Then there is the question of any deterioration of a company's assets like real estate that are backing the loan. S&P Global believes financing conditions would remain restrictive for a while, It says even moderate stress could impact the credit quality of borrowers. Take, for example, the interest coverage ratio. This ratio indicates the extent to which a company can pay the interest on its outstanding debt. The ratio has been declining. This suggests that if tight credit conditions continue, companies' credit quality could deteriorate sharply. There are also differences in the outlook depending on the vintages that a fund has invested in. If the debt was negotiated pre-pandemic at lower rates, that debt will come due for refinancing at a much higher cost. 
Then there is the question of any deterioration of a company's assets, like real estate that are backing the loan. In its report on private debt, KKR expects default rates to increase, potentially more than in liquid markets. But the flip side is that if a workout occurs between borrowers and lenders, it remains private. This means it's hard to pinpoint whether a default has in fact occurred. KKR says private borrowers can negotiate for a few things: a lower interest rate, more time to pay, or the ability to swap out a portion of the debt for equity in the company. If private debt can't be accessed by retail investors, how do you invest in it? As an investor, you'll have to qualify as accredited or sophisticated to get access to a private debt fund. Fund managers are optimistic that inflows from private wealth clients will rise. This is because of clients' strong appetite for income and yield. What's more, the typical allocation of high net worth individual into alternatives is currently maybe just five percent on average. This suggests that investments could grow because the recommended allocation is in the double digits. Access actually isn't very difficult if you're an accredited investor. And Dawas has onboarded a couple of private debt funds under its private client service. Now, what's good about investing in private debt? What's the attraction? Investing in private debt is supposed to give you a relatively stable income stream with the potential for higher returns, because you'll need to be compensated for the illiquidity. Of course, it helps to diversify your portfolio. I posed this question to Wei Li, the fund manager at BNP Paribas Asset Management, who handles multi-asset solutions. He told me he thinks there are two main strengths to investing in this asset class. One, private credit involves lending directly to a client, with custom and individualized terms, so there's more room for them to negotiate and work things out when issues arise. Two, private credit usually has a floating interest rate structure. This helps to reduce a portfolio's sensitivity to interest rate risk. What are the different types of private debt out there? There are a few types of private debt, not all of which carry the same risk. I'll just name some types. One is direct lending, the largest slice of the private debt market. As the name implies, this type of debt lends directly to companies. It is senior in the capital structure, which is positive for investors because it's normally backed by assets and repaid first in a restructuring. There is also mezzanine debt. This is less senior than direct lending, but still sits above equity holders. Distressed debt is another type. Investors pick it up as a significant discount because of bankruptcy. What should you look for when investing in private debt? Here are some points to consider. One, it's probably prudent to select a larger general partner or GP. A GP is the fund company that is investing your money. Larger, well-known GPs should have better access to more attractive deals and can show a long track record for their strategies. Manager selection is key because the return dispersion in this type of asset is expected to widen further. Dispersion is the gap between the top-performing funds and the bottom.
Two, within a private debt fund, it's good to be familiar with the types of debt it invests in because there will be marked differences in the risk level. Is it investing in special situations or distressed debt? In distressed debt, you could get a higher rate of return, but also at a higher risk. Three, with a macroeconomic uncertainty, credit risk is elevated. This means the credit quality of your fund's holdings is paramount. A fund's due diligence and credit selection will be very important. To mitigate credit risk, it's better, for example, to invest in senior loans in larger corporates and less cyclical industries. Four, I think you need to be aware that the valuations of a private debt fund or any private market asset, for that matter, are not very frequent. This masks the real volatility of the asset. Five, in the private market investment, there will be less transparency than in public securities. In the report, S&P Global points out the information asymmetry. As a retail investor, you almost always know less than the institutional investors. So is private debt appropriate for your portfolio? It's something you have to consider carefully and consult your financial advisor. I think your risk appetite will be important in this discussion. Plus, an understanding of the role the investment plays and the holding period needed. As always, it's best to be balanced and to avoid any concentrated risk, especially in an asset that isn't so transparent. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.